JB and Jules for breakfast, only on Triple M. Hit subscribe now. Me and my wife, we may have said something that made people nearby react like this. Oh, my God! Inappropriate. It wasn't inappropriate, but it would have sounded inappropriate. Uh, and again, the Apple Watch, it's been an old... No, no. It's got me again. It's got me again. Seriously, you need to get rid of... I know this was a present. It was a gift. But it's caused too many issues. Look, it's a learning curve for me. I've just got to adjust <laughs> and I'm getting there. And I actually love it. It's a great tool. So, But Apple, your home life and your work life have been affected. They have been affected. They have been impacted. And... um this was when Jess and I were, were down along the Bagara foreshore, so we apologised to anyone that was nearby and overheard this conversation, but oh, I'll explain no. it to you now. So what happens on the Apple Watch is you have rings that you need to close. Is and this like things where you've got to stand up enough or drink enough water? Yeah, so you set yourself goals and say, like, say you want to do 10,000 steps in a day, it's got yep. a ring, and then when you do 10,000 steps, it, it says, it. congratulations, oh. you've closed your, your ring for steps. A and sense of achievement. Same with, like, um, active hours and standing and stuff like that. So you've got a few different rings on you. That's great. Has it motivated you? Yeah, a little bit. It vibrates when you sit down for too long and says, get up and do something. So that's... (laughs) Thanks so much. I wake up from a little nap and it's got five little notifications going, get your ass up. But (laughs) um, Jez and I are having a chat about it and we're talking about it and it it dawns on me that about for the last five to ten minutes, my wife and I have been talking about our rings. And then I think about mm. that I was walking past an elderly couple and I was saying, oh, my ring's huge today. It's just, <laughs> it's it's going to be too much. And then she's going, yeah, well, I closed my ring yesterday and I felt really good about it. And I'm saying. And you were well, both innocently talking about your Apple And I'm watches. saying, I've done way more than that. My ring should have been closed by now, <laughs> talking about our other watches. And then I realised that an old couple that doesn't know what's going on <gasps> just sees this young pair walking along talking about their wide open rings for the day. <laughs> Been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M. I want to talk tattoos, JB, yeah. and I know that I'm not my the first person put up my hand to get one. I'm a little does, scared of them. How does this sound effect affect you? Oh no, you? don't do it. Oh, I'm so squirming. You nearly fainted. So we had a big bet when we launched um, Hellfire Global Sources, and I had to get a tattoo, and you nearly fainted. Yes, I almost but, did watching. But you actually you don't hate the th- you don't hate tattoos. You just are scared to get one yourself. I absolutely am. And I know for a lot of people, tattoos can be incredibly symbolic and important to recognise a part in their life. And that is why I'm really excited to talk about Ink in the Lines. This is an exhibition happening right here at the Bundaberg Regional Art Gallery. And we've got Rob here to tell us about it. Morning, Rob. Good morning, team. Tattoos at Bragg. How does this come together? Uh, well, the project that was started by Stephanie Boyle at the Australian War Memorial, and she had this concept of speaking with veterans uh, about our tattoos. I mean, she'd seen all these archival footage of tattoos from previous conflicts and just became really uh, interested and invested in this concept. Now, Rob, you are an Army veteran. You're an artist. You're a tattooer yourself, part of the Australian War Memorial. What exactly made you want to get involved in this exhibition and highlight these incredible stories? Uh, when she, I, I spoke with Stephanie when I was doing a residency down in the War Memorial back in the start of 2019, and we sort of discussed uh, what she thought would be an interesting exhibition. I thought it would sound fantastic. Uh, I guess I knew then somehow there would be a really good opportunity to capture the stories of contemporary veterans and um, a good opportunity for those people to, to talk about their tattoos and their experiences. 
Now, Rob, do you have any tattoos uh, yourself that reflect some of your experiences uh, being a veteran? Yeah, I have a couple here and there. Um, you know, even going back to my very first tattoo I got when I when I joined the army and went through the infantry school, uh, I thought it'd be really cool to have a, a massive dragon tattoo down my arm. I, I actually intentionally went in to get a tattoo devil on my ass as, as I'm from Tasmania. But uh, <laughs> we, we changed that um, in the shop on, on the go. Maybe he just didn't want me to take my pants off. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, <laughs> for me, um, every single one of my tattoos, they're a, they capture a memory. So yeah. I have the stupid number 50 tattooed on my foot, which I got for my mum's 50th birthday when we are on holiday in That's Bali. That's not stupid. But it's just a stupid little tattoo. It doesn't look like much, but it, it holds a memory for me, and that's mm. what tattoos do. Have you noticed that, that combining tattoos and stories of veterans, that these tattoos are bringing out these stories even more so? Yeah, absolutely. I was I was really fortunate uh, to host the War Memorial team when they came to Townsville uh, in my tattoo studio, and I use that as a we use that as a point for veterans to come and and talk about their tattoos, which obviously meant talking about their stories. And so, quite a lot of their stories and tattoos were, were you know really raw, uh, personal events, and um, yeah, definitely fell into that sort of the memorial category. Yeah. Are there any design elements you've sort of noticed in common with the vets that you've tattooed? Anyone got any particular things that are similar? Arse cheek tattoos, maybe, <laughs> the dragons. <laughs> well, there's, there's the classic sort of imagery, uh, Australian military imagery, like, like Rising Sun, uh, the, the flag. Um, quite a few people have the ode and other things like that that are sort of deeply ingrained in the army. Awesome. Yeah. Well, it kicks off uh, as of tomorrow. Ink in the Lines Gallery can check it out. Bundaberg Regional Art Gallery. It is free on Barolan Street until mid-August. Yeah, great piece of our history and great insight into some of our veterans. Thanks so much for your time this morning, Rob. That was wild. Let's find out what else JB and Jules have been up to. If I had a crystal ball, I would look into it and I would say, Coral Cove, it's going to get wild. The parties are going to be absolutely off their trolley. It will be the talk of the town. I know it's a suburb based around a golf course, but it's about to get a whole lot hotter. (laughs) You know why? Why? Because there is a 500 resident development coming to town. And can I just run through the list of amazing things coming there? A bar, a dining room, a cafe, a kitchen, a games room, a gymnasium, a spa, a bowls green, four courts of pickleball, a sauna, a tavern, a cinema, a hair salon, a resident workshop, 10-pin bowling, arts and craft, music room, and a virtual golf room. What's pickleball? I really don't know, but I want to find out. (laughs) So is this just open to the public? So this is, literally, you can live here. So they are starting a development in Coral Cove, which is Coral Cove Drive with the back Windermere Road intersection, 500 new residents. Uh, They're going to be kicking this off in nine different stages, just signed off by SJC on behalf of the Coral Cove MHE clients. So is this open for anyone? This sounds like a community. It does sound like a little bit of a lifestyle village, but what do you reckon? There's a bit of a housing crisis at the moment. If you're stuck, if you don't know where to live, why not set up tent in the 10-pin bowling alley? That was wild. Let's find out what else JB and Jules have been up to. On the topic of the nice backyard fire pit. It's a winter staple, but it could pose health risks to the point where people are saying, should there be a blanket ban on a backyard fire? Yeah, backyard fire in suburban areas, obviously. If you've got a property, 
what's anyone going to do? Bit different. Uh, but in suburban areas, there are talks that those with asthma are suffering during the colder months because there's that many people setting fires that the smoke is just getting in the air everywhere. Getting in their lungs. And people with asthmatics are really having a struggle. Now, we I, want your thoughts on this. Yeah. Now, I live next to someone who I know would have issues if I was to have a fire all the time, so yep. I just don't at home, and it's that simple. Um, but I, I sort of also get the point. It's your backyard. Could you just do what you want? Do well, whatever you like. We want your thoughts on this on one triple three five three. Should backyard fires be banned? Hello, who have we got there? Dave Jules, how are you guys? Yeah, yeah good, good thanks, Dave. Mate. What are your thoughts yeah. on the backyard fire pit? Backyard fire pit's fine. Backyard bonfire, that's a different story. So you reckon if it's just a contained pit, it's not going to have impacts on anyone around you? You'll be all right? Oh, obviously smoke. And as you've said, the health health issues, are that's a drama. Uh, if you've got clothes on the line, that's another drama. Yes. You've got to rewash them. <laughs> the annoyance. Truly, some, of, some of these uh, backyard fires, they're like bushfires. I mean, bonfires. So just be a little bit, uh, or even maybe let your, your neighbour know that you want to have one, and they'll say yes or no. And Have I the conversation. Go by that. bit yeah. of neighbourly love. A bit of neighbourly love. So I think we're learning love thy neighbour so far. I'll take another one on 13353. Hello, who have we got there? Yeah, Mungle. What are your thoughts on backyard fires? Do you reckon they should be banned, or do you reckon people are open to doing it? It's open slather. I think you should. should be able to burn... Uh, have backyard fires. I know I'm going to have one tomorrow night for my daughter's 14th. Do you Aww. talk to, like, your neighbours before you do it or do you have an agreement with them where you know they don't mind? Or I have one neighbour. I spoke to him last night, told him what was going on. He was as happy as a pig in SH1T. Yeah, so... Did he ask for an invite? <laughs> Sorry? Did he ask for an invite? Uh, negative there. No, no, he didn't ask for an invite, but we've got. I've got my family up, so then... And my wife's family are coming up, so everyone's going to enjoy it. Sit around the fire tomorrow night, have a couple of quiet sherbets, well, it's, and probably freeze our Jets crackers off. Yeah, well, <laughs> you need the fire at the moment, and that's the thing. I think as long as you talk to the neighbours, because you don't know what's going on. They could be asthmatics. They could have this issue, it's that courtesy. issue. If you ask the neighbours, then all clear. Yeah, well, see, I've got cane fields at the back of my place, nothing to my right-hand side and one neighbour to the left, so I'm as good as gold. Yeah, love it. All right. You've only got one conversation to have. Yeah, cool. Great. I think that's the way to go about it. Love your work, Mungrel. I'll live next door to you any time, mate. Copy that over. Yeah. We'll have a beer together. Sounds like a good player, mate. They're different, but they're ours. <laughs> JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. Aussie icons. What comes to mind when I say Aussie icons? Uh, the Sydney Harbour Bridge, yep. Kangaroo. Yep. Steve Irwin. Yes, the hats with the corks on it. Yeah, the, I've never worn one myself. But <laughs> Neither it, have I. It does. Um, oh, and, of course, Vegemite. Yeah, it's always fun giving it to foreigners too. It is. Because they never know. You should only put a little bit on. It's like watching Jules drink plain milk, watching a foreigner eat Vegemite. They just hate it before they get it. <laughs> and it's hilarious. And it is funny for everybody involved. Um, But Vegemite are about to celebrate a very, very special milestone in mm. the year 2023. Can you believe it? They are turning 100. No, they are not. Vegemite <gasps> turning 100 years old. They've been old. around for so long. Yeah, well, I, we've never lived a time without it, thank Mm-mm. goodness. They've but, come out with different additions, like the cheesy Vegemite. Yeah, that was interesting. Happy to see that go. But the original, <laughs> she's strong, she stays on, and forever she will reign. And um, 100 years old when you're an Australian, what does that mean for you? Does that mean that certain someone will send you a letter? Letter from the Queen, right? 
Oh, yes. And so Vegemite have, in their spirited way, going, you know what? We're turning 100 next year. We deserve a letter. We deserve a letter from the damn queen. I mean, I don't blame them. Has she got the time to write it? Well, they haven't heard yet, but Vegemite are taking no chances. Ahead of their 100th birthday next year, they have already jumped into attack mode. <gasps> have they? And in a bid to get Her Majesty's attention, very yes. might. Um, the parent company, Bigger, what they've done is hired a bunch of trucks with billboards on the back uh-huh. that are, as of now, driving around the main London landmarks. So no way. There's trucks cruising around London as we speak with big signs on the back, large yellow and red billboards. Um, and what it says is, G'day, Your Majesty, <laughs> as we celebrate your birthday down under, just a heads up that next year we're turning 100. Can't wait for your letter. Oh, beautiful. How long they're going to keep these trucks there, how much they're spending on it, I'm not sure. Whether it's the, worth it. Whether the writing's big enough for the Queen to see out of the <laughs> castle window, I'm not too sure, but a very happy birthday in advance, and here's hoping that the Queen does her due diligence and sends Vegemite a letter for their birthday. The rescue of clash. Next story has caused... <sighs> That's better. Bundy's Feel Good News. Well, Queenslanders will already be feeling excellent. Tip top this Thursday, but let's add a bit of joy to it with the local news mail reporter, Ange. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Wonderful. We'll be even more wonderful after we hear this Feel Good News story. What are we talking about this week? So this week's Feel Good News is that a Bundaberg family-owned 1968 Holden HK GTS Monaro 327 Bathurst Sold at auction for two hundred thousand dollars. Jeez, uh, what? Louise. <laughs> what was, what was, what was Don't on make the, her repeat the title again. What was the license plate <laughs> saying again? Uh, so, what was it? A Holden what? Monaro. There's a Holden HK GTS Monaro three two seven Bathurst. Right. What year is it from? Nineteen sixty-eight. Right. So it was actually the first Holden model to win at Bathurst, and that's why it's called the three two seven Bathurst. Well, there you that's go. insane. So it's um, is it owned by someone here in Bundy? So the family were really hoping it would continue to stay in Bundaberg hands, but it actually went to a Sunshine Coast owner, who they are pretty happy about. Incredible. So, so obviously another collector, but $200,000 for a car. How, how long has this family had the car here in Bundy for? The family have had the car since the 60s. Nolene Schulte told the news now that her father, Daryl Shearer, was a really hardworking cane farmer who back then bought the car for his wife to drive. So um, she was recalling how she fondly remembers kids in her class being so excited to see it come to school and wanted to go for a ride in it. That's incredible. Oh, so he bought his wife a former race car to yes. get around town in. I just love it. I feel like if you have a collector's item like that, you wouldn't use it, right? Like you just want to have it there untouched. You don't want to get it scraped near any schoolyards, right? Well, back then it wasn't a collector's item, um, but um, they were the first, I guess, Bundaberg family to have this sort of car in the region um, to be able to drive it from A to B. But it's not the only reason why... Um, Daryl wanted to buy the car. He actually loved seeing how fast these cars could go. So he used to check out the courage of prospective sons-in-law with a quick drive up the road with the boys as passengers. <laughs> you want to <laughs> so date said, my daughter? You got to get in the car and show me what you've got. <laughs> so the, That's so the, right. So the possible son-in-law had to drive the car. So he would um, 
make sure that the boys were passengers in the car while he drove <laughs> And he'd the car rev the heck out of it to try and scare <laughs> them. Yep, and he said that if they could get out of the car after the drive and they could stand, they passed. <laughs> what a story. How good. Love the feel-good news, and we'll get more from you next weekend. Yes, you will. Subscribe now and stay up to date. JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. Last night, ahead of State of Origin Game 1, which was amazing, 16-10 win to Queensland, someone in our own camp here at Triple M mm. has infiltrated the, the Triple M Bundy Facebook page yes. and cheered on New South Wales. It's an atrocity, it's really. It's an atrocity. You can't do it. And it got us thinking, who has access to our Facebook page? We need, of course, to interrogate the three New South Wales supporters in our office. Yeah, the three are Bossman Bedford. Beck, who mm. who you'll see, um, she's the first one to greet you when you come into Triple M, and our one of our newer members, Walshy. So they're the three blue supporters, mm. and I think it, it the only way to settle this the fact that they have logged in to the Triple M Facebook account, yes, and commented saying "Go the Blues." Disgusting. By the way, I deleted the comment. Thank you so much. I was worried. It's treason. Um, the only way to get to the bottom of this is through interrogation. Well, let's kick things off and call the first of three. Walshy. Morning. Hello, Craig Walsh. How are you today? Not too bad. Welcome to your official interrogation into the whereabouts of the person that infiltrated the Triple M Bundy Facebook account. Now, unfortunately, you have been listed as one of the potential culprits. Are you, you aware? You are a New South Wales supporter. I am. Mm. I'm proudly say that, yes. Yeah. Would you be so proud as to comment Go the Blues on our Facebook page that is obviously stands for Queensland? Oh, I would, yeah. You would? Oh, so you're, so you're proudly saying you would do the crime? I would. I didn't say I did, but okay. I would. Now, do you have access to our Facebook page? No. He has you, worked on the street patrol before, so ha, I don't he, believe that. Has he ever posted? Have you ever done uh, been asked to complete a post on our Facebook page? I've never been asked to, no. Okay. Well, I think I believe him. I don't Jules. know. He could have access. Well, on to the next one. Let's call Beck. Hello. Hello, Good morning, Rebecca. Rebecca. Good morning, don't, don't answer all excited. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing, Rebecca? Me? You are a New South Wales supporter. You're one of three. And someone is having a meltdown. We are having a meltdown here because we believe, Rebecca, you are a suspect in this case. Oh, okay. okay. So, so someone has posted on our Facebook page as Triple M saying, go the blues. What was your whereabouts in terms of Facebook land last night at about 7.10pm? Um, 7.10pm, I was on the couch. Did you have? <laughs> did you have anyone to confirm your whereabouts? My husband and my children. Did you have your phone at the time? I did have my phone, but yeah, of course you did. I also don't have access to our Facebook. So Are you certain? I am calling BS on that because I do remember a few months back, Stephanie, who also worked in our team, was I don't know experimenting with our social media pages, and who was responsible at that time for it? One Rebecca. No, <laughs> I've never had it. She's denying it. Yeah, she's like, so you've got you've got proof, Jules. I've got eyes on Rebecca. Okay, Rebecca, I'm sus. We've got one more suspect, Boss Man Bedford. Let's get him up. 
The person you are calling is not available. Well, that's pretty Please suspect. Please leave a short message. Sounds guilty. And it will be sent as an audio message. Awesome. Boss man, you're useless. Answer your phone, first of all. And now I'm suspect. So who's worse, the one that doesn't answer or the one that answers and I, we believe lies? Oh, can we say, I think Walshy might be in the clear on this one. He's pretty fresh. I think so. He's pretty new, so we're going to give a bit him clueless. the seal of approval. I think he's okay. Bossman Bedford and Beck, I think they're on par for me. Do you think they've worked together? I think so. They've spoken about it. He Guilty. is trying to get a lawyer to cover him. Hear ye, hear ye. Bossman Bedford. Rebecca Barrett, both of you are now found guilty of treason and you're banned from any future access from our Facebook page. Unbelievable. Also, Jules is no longer a Queenslander because she went to bed at Oh, come on! Triple M. What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? Yep, it's that time of the week again. Dad Jokes with Ant-Man. Ant-Man is in the building. He's here. He's ready to make us laugh. He's perched up on the chair. What are you doing, Airman? You've strutted in very confidently. Yeah, because he's got a nice jacket on. He's it's, got a. It's warm in here. He's got a coat. He looks like he'd fit in yeah. in New York City. You look suave. What are you doing? What do you got planned today? You got lunch with the wife? No. Lunch just day? Work, mate. Work, work, work. It's all about work. And, yeah. and dad jokes too. He has time to pop into the radio. Tell us a few dad jokes. If we love it, we give him the joke drum. We have been trialling a new sound effect when we don't like it. Yeah, if we don't like it, it's... Sad trombone. Yep. Take good. it away, sir. Okay, uh, went shoe shopping the other day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, went into the shoe shop, tried it on, and I said, nah, it's not going to work, it's too tight. And uh, the assistant said, try it with the tongue out. And I said, it's still not good, it's still too tight. <laughs> good delivery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was in the performance yeah. he did, wasn't it? Not bad. We so, need to film him. Oh, we uh, should. Public service announcement. We've got to be careful. You know, we've got COVID. We've got the monkey pox. Mm. There's the peekaboo virus. If you get it, you go straight to the ICU. I see you. Yeah, we get it. We didn't like it, though. Yeah, that extra bit of showmanship didn't help the joke, okay. though. No. It probably made it worse. Yeah. <laughs> okay, did you hear about the optometrist who made the biggest pair of glasses in the world? No. It was a huge spectacle. <laughs> but that's good, yeah. That's good. That's good. Uh, my wife thinks I don't give her enough privacy. Uh-huh. Well, that's what a diary says anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop looking All there, right, man. Challenger time, which is where you, the people, send in your jokes to our Facebook page, Bundy's 93.1 Triple M. Jules is about to read Ant-Man the opening line to see, to test the man to see if he knows the punchline. This one is from John. Thank you, John. Good morning, hey, John. John. What did one hat say to the other? Uh, you stay here, I'll go on ahead. Now then, well yes. done. <laughs> He's a freak of nature. You got a pretty good strike rate. Yeah. Does it? Cons- do you ever think about what you could achieve if half of your brain was <laughs> taken up by dad jokes? Filled with jokes. Uh, no, but I might have to. <laughs> uh, Ant Man's back next week. You can follow his antics at Ant <laughs> Instagram oh, on yes. Instagram. It is triple M. That's it for now. Catch JB and Jules weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. on Triple M Bundy. Or subscribe here to get all the best bits.